Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash own your style. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, things. Tight, tighten up your core, things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday. I am so honored today to be sitting here with the Lisa Harper. Elisa, I've admired you for years, so I'm just super pumped, and thank you so much for coming over. Oh, I'm so tickled. I feel like I'm grinning so big to be with you. My my cheeks are cramping. Well, I mean, Lisa, she's the real deal. She has 14 books published or more. Is it 14? Ish. It's in like devotions, all the things. Ish. Uh, She speaks at churches, conferences, domestically, internationally, like all around the world. I feel like before COVID, anytime I would see you on your Instagram, you were literally in an airport. We were, you know, where it was so weird when I wasn't traveling during that, especially that first year of COVID, I was so stir crazy to not be traveling that we have five acres and I thought I'll just get a chainsaw and I'll cut down some trees because I have so much pent up energy and I accidentally cut one of our propane lines and almost blew us up. Oh gosh. I thought I I probably need to be more protective and get back on the road again. Oh yeah, you need to. Yeah, I love being home, but I love being on the road too. 
definitely always on the go. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. some of that is starting to pick up back up again. You're a mom to sweet Uh, Missy. Yes. My claim to fame. Who you adopted from Haiti. And I want to get more into that later. And then you're also a podcaster. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about um, brand new. new, I do not have the wisdom that you have. Your new back porch theology. When you posted about that, I DM'd you right away. And I was like, (laughs) you want to come on the podcast? (laughs) That's just some of the amazing things that you do. So first I thought we would start off with a little rapid fire Q&A, like getting to know you. Maybe if some of my listeners are like, okay. I have not had a lot of caffeine today. So I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to be quick. Okay. Texting or talking? Oh, talking. Favorite day of the week? Saturday. Why? Because Saturdays always represent meeting new people for me and I'm really relational and I, there's just something about connecting. Yeah. I love. And you'll learn about me with rapid fire Q&As. I struggle with just accepting the one word. So if you oh, have more, oh, I'm I, concise I'm like, is not my gift. Okay. So tell me more. Me neither. <laughs> okay. Favorite holiday? Christmas. How long does it take to get ready? Uh, 20 minutes. Ooh, I am impressed. That's mom time. Yeah. You know, I think before that it used to be 40, but now I don't care what my hair looks like. I was about to say, but your hair looks so good. I just came from getting it colored. So this is tomorrow. It will not look like. Scale of one to 10, how good of a driver are you? Mm, Seven. Okay. What about on your motorcycle? I'm much better. I'm much more alert on my motorcycle. I talk with my hands. So when I'm in my car, I am a curb whacker. So if I'm telling a story, I look at whoever's beside me too much and use my hands. So I end up kind of doing bumper cars a little bit on curbs. Motorcycle, I I would be probably a nine and a half. Okay. Would you rather watch a sunrise or sunset? Mm, sunset. Yeah, same. Do, what time do you wake up? Depends. Depends on if I've been on the road. I am, I'm a total night owl, but I don't like sleeping too late because I feel like I'm missing the day. So I, I like them both, but I tend to see more sunsets because I'm more of a night owl. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? That's good. Off the top of my head, I thought 70s because I really like disco music. Oh, I thought you were going to say JC. Jesus. Oh, well, great. <laughs> now I feel like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus kidding. Christ. That's when I, yeah, I would have I gone first century, early first century. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. I can see you uh, going back to the 70s. What place do you most want to travel to? I mean, you've been to so many places, but is there a place you'd love to go or go back to? Uh, you know what I'd love to go back to is New Zealand. I fell in love with New Zealand, both North Island and South Island. South Island, you know, is where they've got all the, I mean, it's so beautiful and not very populated. And so I've liked every place I've traveled. Mostly, I wouldn't tell you the places I don't like, but New Zealand would be at the top of my list. Uh, what about favorite food? Toss up between Thai, Tex-Mex, and Indian. Okay. Yeah, total, total, <laughs> total Thai. Up. Triple crown. What about favorite food combo? Like two foods oh, that just go together. Oh, golly, there's so many. Probably hot, hot, hot popcorn with a little bit of butter and um, M&M's at the movies. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. popcorn and M&M's. I love it. Mm-hmm. Cake or pie? Mm, pie. Really? I'm not a real cake girl. I don't know why. Okay. But, but cake is never, because I love carbs. You'd think I'd love it, but I'm actually more of a dark chocolate. So I can kind of cake and pie, neither one of them float my boat that much, but give me something gooey and chocolate and I'm all in. Okay. What does a person need to be happy? Love. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? <laughs> Gosh, um, no would be the appropriate answer, but I'm not a real stickler for rules. So if somebody if doesn't mean to, you know, it's like, ah, oh, get yeah. over it. 
But you and Missy, I'm sure. Oh, that's yeah. That's totally. And Missy is a total double. Totally different. Totally fine. So how did you become such an amazing storyteller? Or what do you think is it from your childhood, your personality? Yeah. Like, where did you get that gift? I didn't have a, a childhood looked idyllic from the outside. Inside, there was a, a lot of hard stuff and a lot of chaos. And I think I became a storyteller to hide. You know, if I can tell a story or make people laugh, then I can kind of shift attention away from what was really going on in my heart or inside my home. I think initially it was survival. And then I fell in love with story because everybody connects to a story. Everybody's got a story. They might not be a windbag like me, but they've got a story. And that's where we connect with each other. That's actually what changed my understanding of Scripture is when you realize it's not a textbook or or a rule book or some benign collection of morality tales, but it's actually a love story in its purest form. So stories connect people. You know, you hear somebody tell a story and you go, oh, oh, me too. Or, oh, I wonder what that would be like. If you can hear a story, you go, oh, oh, I... I can identify with that. You know, it makes me think about a lot of comedians you hear about too, and you're funny as well. You're a good storyteller, but you're also hilarious. So, and you mentioned survival, and I think mm-hmm. so many comedians, their mm-hmm. humor comes from a place of survival. Yeah, my dad, I mean, he did the very best he could, but he left us when I was really little, and there was some some yucky stuff that happened uh, with some other men between my mom, uh, my parents' divorce and my mom remarrying. And I, I think that story initially was, was you know, hiding because I was just, I didn't feel good enough. I thought, you know, if I was only sweeter, prettier, maybe dad wouldn't have walked away. My mom says I came out of the womb talking. So definitely always been a talker, but it, it just became the language of my life. Well, what about some people are have the gift of, of gab, as yeah, they say, yeah. and they can talk, but speaking in front of crowds is a totally different different thing than just talking. So when did you know that like, oh, hey, I can do this. Like I want to speak in front of people. So the speaking and then writing books and becoming an author and being a theologian, like how did that all come together? Which was first and then where did it go? You know, I never had, you're probably much smarter than me. I never had the five or 10 year plan. I was just truly surviving at some level. And then I was a huge people pleaser for years and years and years. Man, when you get out of that cage, it's it's incredible. You just were open to things that were coming your way or were you like, oh, hey, I think I, think I can do this. Yeah. I'm going to go after no, it. No, I think so much of it was just God's mercy because I, the trajectory of my life was I had a, my undergrad was a double major in marketing and broadcast journalism. And so I thought I was going to do television, which was a very elevated goal because I was at this little tiny Cal college. Like TV news? Oh, yeah. Oh, I wanted to be Barbara Walters. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so we had a we had a little station at Troy University in Alabama, you know, relatively small school, but great journalism department. And they actually had, you know, we did a practicum by being on the air and probably 30 people in Alabama watched. But I just loved it. I thought, this is awesome. Well, then when I was a senior in college, this is way TMI, but I went to visit a friend who was in broadcast journalism, and I saw some things that I did. I just was kind of shocked by because she had to tell some stories she didn't agree with to please some advertisers. Mm. And I thought, oh, gosh, I'm trying not to lie. Now, I'm not saying all broadcast journalism are journalists or people are interested in that are disingenuous. But I just saw kind of the ugly side, the ugly underbelly of the news. 
And I thought, I, I can't do this. And I don't want to out people. And I don't want to destroy people's lives. And, and bad news so often sells, at least back then. And I thought, okay, I'll go into hospital marketing. And I took a job in sales and marketing. And I had been involved when I was a kid in Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I took this job. I moved to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and then to Birmingham. And this roll tide. I know. I was not, I didn't go to Alabama. Okay. So I'm a fake roll tider, but yeah. I do love the crimson. Anyway, he saw my mom in a grocery store and he was like, Lisa is supposed to be in some type of vocational ministry. She's a storyteller. She loves people. She loves Jesus. She needs to be doing this. So my mom commits me to an interview with this FCA organization. I was like, oh, snap. You know, I do not want to be in some kind of ministry. I don't want to wear turtlenecks and be poor. But I was afraid if I didn't at least take the interview, you know, that like God would give me hives. That was my great theology back then. And so I tried to, it was here in Nashville, Tennessee. That's what brought me to Nashville. I tried to throw the interview because I did not want, I, I had this great job or so I thought. I lived with two old sorority sisters in Birmingham and they hired me because they thought I seemed mature. I was totally faking it. And I thought, oh gosh, I've got to take this job because this is like a God job. And if I don't take it, I'm going to be in trouble. And I moved up to Nashville during an ice storm. I mean, it was just an epic fail. But within two or three days, I got to be with all these kids, you know, at McGavick High School, all these different places, and just encourage these kids who, like me, thought they weren't worth much, you know, and were shucking and jiving to try to appear presentable. And I I just fell in love with telling stories to people. And so that's what brought me to Nashville. And then it's kind of one thing led to the other. So I didn't have these aspirations of this is what I want to do. And I'm kind of embarrassed to say that. I think shame kept me from dreaming really Mm -hmm. big. Yeah. And then God being such a good God just kept redeeming things. And then I'd go, oh, wow, I never thought I'd write a book. A friend of mine had an incredible story. She was paralyzed in a car accident the way God redeemed her story. Uh, somebody asked me if I wanted to write a book because they had seen me tell a story on a big stage. And I said, yeah, but I want to don't want to write my book. I can tell you a story everybody would love to read. So the first book I wrote was actually my friend's autobiography. And then again, that just kind of one thing led to the to another. And and of course, writing books, I'm not a very good author, but it's telling a story. It's just, you know, using using an, an iPad instead of your voice. So I I feel like my life has been just a trajectory of grace. And now I have plans. And so I have a cleaner future moving forward. I know what kind of mom I want to be. Right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th. So make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. 
Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories, and they cut out the cost of the middleman, and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. 
No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Speaking of Missy and being a mom and the whole adoption process, I'm often asked, like, how did you know you were ready for adoption? Yeah. So I'll just ask you that exact question. Because of all the shame cred for my past, I didn't think I would be a very good mom. I actually had a woman in church years ago. I'd heard somebody, Suzanne Mernick, speak about adoption. And I thought, oh, maybe, just maybe. I was 40 years old. And a woman from church told me that she said, I know you're praying about adoption, and I just want to be real direct with you and tell you that I think you've sabotaged that shot because you've shared with our small group you were sexually molested when you were younger. And so she said, I know you've been to Christian counseling, but just in case you weren't fixed, you might unwittingly transfer the trauma you experienced as a kid onto a child of your own. So she said, I don't think you should adopt. I think if you want to nurture something, you should go to the Nashville Humane Society and adopt a a dog because you're really good with pets. And, you know, Amy, I should have recognized this woman's just a crooked little tree. You know, something happened in her backstory that just bent her understanding, and she is just not bearing good fruit. But what she said connected with my deepest fear and kind of my shame that I wouldn't be a good mom. And so it wasn't until I was 47 that I started the adoption process. I lost two babies before God knit me into Missy's story. And it was during the adoption process in my late 40s that I was reminded when I was 17 years old, my best friend and I started an FCA chapter at our school, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, because we wanted to meet football players. (laughs) Our, Our motives were not perfectly pure. But during that time period, both of us, you know, we would teach with our little crew of high school kids and didn't know what we were doing, but had a lot of passion. And we had studied the theme of adoption in the Bible, because it's all throughout the Bible, how God adopts us, weaves us into his family. And we had made a pact when I was a senior in high school in Central Florida that we would adopt when we got older. And I don't think I had really forgotten it. I think emotionally I couldn't deal with it, so I just kind of pushed it in a closet. She went on to get married, struggled with infertility, and she adopted And it was in my late 40s, and we're still dear friends to this day. She lives in Florida still. But she called and she said, Lisa, it's taken 30 years, but but what you vowed is coming true. And I was like, oh, I kind of forgot. And so I I feel like I just needed to cook a lot longer than most people. You know, I've made a million mistakes as a mother to say, when were you prepared to adopt? I was just prepared to make the mistakes and love a kid. I told my adoption agent, I said, I I really think best case scenario is a child gets a mom and a dad. But I found out about all the millions of kids, you know, who don't survive infancy because of things like clean water. And I said, if you know of a child who doesn't have a good shot at a mom and a dad, who doesn't have anybody else to take them, you know, I'd love to be considered for that story. And I, I, I still can't believe it. I mean, I've had her home in April. It'll be eight years. And I look at this kid and just think all of our kids are miracles. But I still can't quite believe he let me be her second mom after her first mama died. It has been, I mean, other than my relationship with God, being a mom is the greatest gift 
Yeah, kind of a kind of a surprise gift. I wouldn't have dreamed it for myself. Well, and then Missy is from Haiti. Uh-huh. And so how did you land on adopting Haiti. from Haiti? I lost an adoption at the 11th hour. It's too long a story. You can tell long-windedness is definitely my gift. You know, I had COVID and they told me I'd never be able to speak again because it had so eviscerated. I was hospitalized and it just eviscerated my lungs. And my pulmonologist said, you'll never be able to hold more than a minute or two of residual air in your lungs. And I think, I'm sure some people prayed for that to shut me up. But well, just so you know, I we were praying for the opposite. So <laughs> well, thank you. That you would get um, it back. But yes. Grace of God, I can obviously talk up a blue streak still. I had been matched with a, a young woman who had gotten pregnant. At, she was a hardcore crack addict and a prostitute. Domestically? A, domestically. Okay. Very, very precarious. They didn't think the baby would survive. She was, little mama was, had been horrifically abused herself. And so that was one of those just adoption journeys that's just lots and lots and lots of downs. But at the very end of that journey, it looked like she was four days before being induced. And I'm not legally allowed to share what happened, but I lost the baby four days before I was bringing her home. And, you know, I'd named her. I was the only one legally allowed to bring her. I mean, it was one of those just heart-flattening losses. It was just two weeks after I lost that baby that a friend who had just been to Haiti and not having anything to do with adoption, she had been there to help these people who are doing a feeding program for the kids build a commercial kitchen. But while she was there, one of the young moms in the village died of AIDS and didn't know she had AIDS. And she left behind a two-year-old who was very, 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 very sick, and that was Missy, and there was nobody to take her. And so my friend from Nashville just happened to be there the week that Missy's mom, Marie, passed away, and the doctors told them that Missy would would not make it, that she would die if somebody, really anybody, from a first-world country needed to come and step into the process because there's no family to take care of her. So this friend knew I was grieving this adoption loss, And she said, I know, you know, you probably don't have any bandwidth to make this decision, but I feel like God told me you're supposed to be in this story. So would you pray about it? And I said, nope. I said, I've been praying about this for 30 years. Sign me up. And then I got off the phone and said a word that's not in the Bible. (laughs) Because I thought, what have I just committed to? I don't know how to do this. You know how it is. I mean, you were much more faithful and you waited. I was scared. You know, I just did the next right thing. And then, you know, I remember. Well, I think that we were we were also involved in a domestic yeah. adoption before we went I international. That. And of course, we didn't know at the time that it was going to take five yeah. years. Yeah. We'd heard maybe two to three, yeah, maybe. But we we obviously have that, that Haiti connection and even yeah. with uh, My Life Speaks and Nepley mm-hmm. and Mike mm-hmm. Wilson. Yes. And he's come on the podcast a lot before. He's and, such a good guy. Um, we're big cheerleaders of you've done of so what much they're for doing. Them. Well, our listeners, like through oh, Espoir and yeah. them wanting to buy things if we've made it to try to like have to uh, have an have, item Missy of and like I love all the Espoir stuff, uh, and I have my tote bag. Yeah, like yeah. Little, or four things items, That's which right. is under Espoir, and just a way for hopefully listeners to have a piece of something mm-hmm. and like either wear it mm-hmm. or use the gratitude journal or carry the tote and be mm-hmm. hopefully for some, that's a reminder of like, oh yeah, the it supported Haiti every time I and carry it. Yeah. to say a quick prayer and just and the feel- the questions you get from people about it is yeah, just fabulous. Yeah. And a conversation yeah. starter. Yeah. So we're just, again, but like I said, big fans of them. When you lost a domestic adoption, and I'm not saying in my life that was God's will, 
I'm not sure had I not been so heartbroken, I would have been brave enough to say yes to Missy. So in retrospect, I look back and I go, he was breaking my heart to actually build my heart up to prepare me to have a home for Missy. You know, you get a little bit older and you look back and you go, oh. Oh, oh." yeah. I mean, I think it just sometimes takes time to then be able to reflect and be like, oh, that was the play that was at hand. Right. We were hopeful to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I remember praying, like, every time I would take a pregnancy test, like, please be positive. And just that was my prayer. I wanted a baby so badly. And my sister, she got pregnant with four kids. It's like, I don't understand. My friends were all getting pregnant. There was baby showers all the time. I'm just like, please already. And I was already at a disadvantage because I think my husband was gone in Afghanistan half the year, but we were still trying and fertility doctors couldn't give us a reason why. Mm -hmm. So it was very confusing. Mm -hmm. And can be really shaming because you think, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th, so make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Well, that's where Express Employment Professionals comes into play. And if you work with them, that's exactly what you're going to get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert that you can trust. And they never charge a fee to help you with your job search. 
Just go to expresspros.com to find an office near you, or you can even download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. So whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. All right, if you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas anytime I wear them or I get a new pair. They feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So you once said, I'm so grateful for the opportunities God's given me, but don't forget he often uses donkeys and rocks. <laughs> Which I is in the Bible, quote, by the way. And I was like, I have to pull that right away. <laughs> Well, I think, you know, we live in a culture where I don't think social media is, is a bad thing. I think it's an inanimate thing, so it can be used for bad or for good. But we live in that, in a culture where everything is is aggrandized, you know, there's this aggrandizement of it gets bigger, it gets multiplied, it's, you know, we're using filters. And so you, you kind of think anybody who gets to tell a story on a stage or gets to sing a song with a microphone or gets a podcast or has a show like yours you go, oh, they must have it all together. And I go, mm, nope. I mean, this is our privilege and this is the lane God has given us to run in, but that doesn't make you uh, any more valuable than somebody who's quietly doing the work that they're supposed to do. I don't know. I think if you breathe your own exhaust long enough, you're going to get really sick. And so, you know, you're very gracious to say, well, you've done this or you've done this. And I'm like, yeah, what was the posture of my heart along the way? It doesn't matter if I've published 14 books and I haven't lived them. You know, have I loved my neighbor? Have I been kind? Have I been patient with Missy when she's being a normal 12-year-old little girl? And so I'd, I've asked the Lord as an adult, once I got a little healthier and he had pulled the most toxic roots of shame out of my heart, I just said, don't, don't ever let me think that you can't do anything without me in the same way. Help me to always remember that you think I hung them in. And so if my worth is in my relationship with God, then I don't care as much about the likes or the lack thereof. I can just try to do the best I can with what's in front of me. 
Well, I think you're doing just that. And what are your hopes with back porch theology? I went back to get a doctorate a few years ago, not because I'm so smart, but I just wanted to, frankly, I wanted to be in school at the same time as Missy, you know, because I'm an, I'm 58, Missy's 12. So I thought it'd, it'd be cool for her to see me as a lifelong learner. And then I wanted to know the love of God a little better. And I think he reveals it through Holy Spirit, through his word. So I thought it'd, it'd be good for me to go back and study. But I realized as I was studying so many of my friends, as soon as they hear the word theology, they would just check out. It's like I might as well be talking about, you know, paint drying. And I thought there's this gap between understanding that God actually wants us to know him and all the big multisyllabic theological terms. The word theology comes from the root word theos, which refers to God, and logos, which is conversation or stories. This is conversations about God. doesn't have to be in King James language. And I thought, man, to help just the average person who goes, I don't have time to read all those books or do all that studying. I just need to know today that I matter. That even though I messed up and I said bad words in traffic, that God's not looking at me with a unibrow, waiting to smack me over the head with a 50-pound Bible, but he actually loves me and he loves my kids. He loves what I'm doing. He cares for me. And so I thought people had asked me to do a podcast a couple of times. I thought, ah, you know, I do not need one more thing to do. I've always got too many irons in the fire. But then you see the reach and just the regular people who are on their elliptical or they're in their car, they would like a little bit of hope. And so they listen to your show or they listen to music. Some of them go, I'd like to hear a story now. I'd like I'd like to hear a little a little talking. And I thought maybe just maybe, you know, my mom and two or three other people will listen to this. And we, we've been taken aback that there's a few people who go, wow, I really like this. And I thought we can dive deep. And I always say you can be serious about your faith in God, but not take yourself very seriously. So we have a lot of fun and we laugh hard and then we'll dive pretty deep and stuff. I bring my favorite professors on who are brainiacs, and but they love people, so they want to take these really cool concepts about God that can be a little Daunting. difficult to understand at first, yeah. but then they put the cookies on the lower shelf, so you go, oh, I get that. So I think anybody who wants to keep it mysterious wants you to be impressed with them instead of in love with God. I love the way you said that. I want the cookies on the lower yeah. shelf. Some of it is so, well, to keep the cookie analogy, but like it smells good. I yeah, want a bite. But absolutely. then it, it's like, no, if it's too difficult to get there right. and it doesn't seem well, attainable. If you think you have to understand Latin or Greek or Hebrew or you mm-hmm. have to read for seven years or you have to, you just think, ah, oh, I've got too much to do tomorrow. And it's like, no, God wants you to know him and he wants you to know how much he loves you. I think for so many years I thought, I thought really highly of the Bible, but I thought really lowly of myself. And that's terrible theology because, yeah, we're a hot mess, but God thinks we hang the moon. And so to begin to get that and to begin to get the Bible as a love story, I just thought it'd be fun to bring these people who have spent, I don't know, 40 years in the, in the book of Isaiah and go, can you help us understand what you've learned and they're so happy to do it. That's awesome. I saw the podcast description. And so I wanted to just read that because I love it. You're invited to hang out on Lisa Harper's back porch and enjoy conversations about all things Jesus, theological anthropology, biblical orthodoxy, Spanx, <laughs> the merits of Tex-Mex and more. That's right. That's right. It doesn't have to be so hyper serious. It's true. 
but it's wonderful and it's life-giving. And so, yeah, I don't like segregating real life from a real God. I'm like, you mix those together. So I can totally imagine Jesus sitting with us over chips and queso. Well, you're definitely a wonderful example of that. And if people want to find more, the podcast can be found just if you go to wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, Back Porch Theology, but lisaharper.org has links to everything? Yes. There is evidently another Lisa Harper who has a much better physique than I do and wears less clothes. And so I- Is that why on Instagram you're Lisa D. Harper? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. So yes, make sure on Instagram- because, yeah, we don't get that confused. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, a friend, it was hilarious, Amy. I was in London getting ready to to speak at this event. And a friend of mine, I think you know, Chris Kane, got a call from somebody else and she put her hand over the phone. And, you know, Chris has a strong Aussie accent. And she said, do you have naked pictures with Santa? And I was like, no, I don't have naked pictures with Santa. But because I'm such a dork on social media, I hadn't used the same name. Mm -hmm. And I don't know this other lovely woman's exact name, but one of my, you know how somebody tags you on one platform and it's really from the other platform. Right. So anyway, evidently someone thought I was a Bible teacher with naked pictures with Santa. That is hilarious. Okay. So on Instagram, it's Lisa D. Harper. And so that's where they can find you there. And I hope that people will check out Back Porch Theology. And if they ever see that you're speaking at a church in their city or a conference or wherever you're listening, I highly recommend that. Bring some LaCroix and some wild strawberry and then have dark chocolate in your purse and we will have a blast. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I thought we'd wrap with some gratitude as I often do with guests. And I would love to hear four things that you are thankful for, but specifically an Instagram follow is what I'd like to start with. Yeah, I'm such a social media, just a dork. And I always forget what their handle, whatever that is name, but I love Brooke Lidgertwood. And it looks like Ligertwood. It's L-I-G-E-R-T and I think it's W-O-O-D fabulous artist, uh, not country. She's more more worship. She'll do half and half between profound, you just want to listen, and then she's hilarious. So I'd say I'd say Brooklyn Dirtwood. Okay. What about a book you're thankful for? Besides the Bible, I know that sounds like stereotypical, but um, I love anything by C.S. Lewis. I love The Blue Parakeet by Scott McKnight. I love Wit by Eli Weasel. Anything by N.T. Wright, he's kind of my, my, I love all the old dead guys, but he's one of my favorite (laughs) living theologians. I have a total platonic crush on him. I would tattoo his face on my calf if it wouldn't be so weird and stalkery. I tend to love, you know, real contemplative reads, Um, but then I also love People Magazine. (laughs) That, I mean, you can always, you got a theologian here that's like also, hey, and I love And you know what book is a book that I only read once. I tend to not do books or movies twice unless it's like a theological that I have to go back to for study. But what book made me laugh out loud was a million years ago. Do you remember Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. was that a, yes. Did yeah, you say and they a movie? made it into a movie. Yeah, with, okay. I think Sandra Bullock. I laughed so hard I wet my pants on a plane reading that book. You know how you're trying to contain it on a plane? And, and I, I was howling. <laughs> that book's hilarious. Last one would be uh, The Color of Water by James McBride. He's uh, one of the, I think, one of our best contemporary writers. His father was from Harlem. His mother was Jewish. When his mother married his father, her family sat Shiva for 
her because they were so vehemently opposed to the wedding. And then the dad, once they got to Harlem, was not, let's just say, wasn't a fan of monogamy. And so he went through a lot with his Jewish mother growing up in Harlem, biracial in the 60s. Brilliant man. Goodness, the theme of kindness and repentance in his books. He's written some really incredible books about Underground Slave Railroad that are incredible. But that, The Color of Water. If I had to, if I had to only have like ten books on my bookshelf, that would be one of them. Oh wow! I love that we got a lot. Sorry, of books I get I get a little more. I get a little too excited about books. Hey, I'm here for it. What about TV shows? Do you even have time oh, for TV? Show. Discovery Shark Week. Oh yeah, uh, love it. And then um, Schitt's Creek made me laugh really, really hard. Even though I know it's really, really inappropriate. Oh um, no, it's amazing. Uh, I'm here it makes for. me how I started watching it with my 14 year old daughter. She almost 15, and she thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, it's so trashy and so inappropriate, but but it's so well written. What's your favorite movie of all time? Oh gosh, Amy, these are too hard. You should have plied me with sugar before this. <laughs> um, I mean, I love really really funny ones. I go back to the Notebook. I know that's cheesy, but I don't care. I cry every time, and I love when he lifts her up in the rain. And then I kind of like anything Money Python because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, I kind of like that highbrow British humor. Best in Show mm-hmm. uh, would be one of my mm-hmm. all-time favorites. Waiting for Guffman makes me laugh really, really hard. And then I like some of the, like Sophie's Choice, but I don't want to watch it again because it was so sad. Yeah, sad. I'll tell you one of the best movies I've ever seen that, that oh, what's her name? She's such a great actress. She's English. Emma Thompson? She's at least won one Oscar. Yes, Emma Thompson. She was in a movie called Wit, W-I-T, and it's the the most profound movie on human connection I think I've ever seen. But you've got to know ahead of time. She's this brilliant uh, professor, like an English professor on some real narrow subject, but she was like the best in the world at that. And she was totally defined by her brain, but didn't wasn't well-loved, had no connections. Well, she ends up getting cancer, and I don't want to give away the story, but the whole story is her realizing the folly of living a life if it's not full of people and full of love. And there's this scene in the movie of her in her hospital bed, you know, nobody comes to visit her because she has no relationships. Even though she's brilliant, she's so isolated. And then she's being treated by some of the students who are now doctors who came through her class. And one of her things she was so proud of was being a hard grader. And so you've got these brilliant oncologists and they're like, yeah, you're the only professor I ever had who gave me a D for some, you know, I can't remember. It was some obscure English poet or something she studied. But this nurse, there's no, she's dying. There's nobody visit her. And this nurse who's kind of this, you know, kind of real sassy nurse ends up just loving on her. And she gets in her hospital bed with her because the only thing she can take at this point in her chemo is frozen popsicles. And they share a frozen pop. Well, they both have their own frozen popsicle. And just it's so simple. These two women, one dying, they're from different ethnicities and they're just sharing this orange popsicle because the other one, because of her chemo and all the blisters in her mouth, that's all she can have. And that's the first time she actually has true connection with another person. And it's, I mean, I bawled my guts out. But I also thought I want my life to matter. And the only thing that really matters is loving people and loving God. Yeah. So I thought I want to be more about people. Well, I have never heard of that film, but I just looked it up. Yeah. So it's W-I-T. W-I-T. Wit. Mm-hmm. And now I'm adding it to... But don't like, don't watch it if you're sad. Have like three pints of Ben and Jerry's because it'll, it'll wreck you. But, but it wrecks you in the best way. But like sometimes if you're sad, don't, 
well, for me, if I need a release, like if I watch something sad, it helps me get yeah, out it my does emotion. Me too. It, it's almost like it gives you an excuse to cry. But it's also, it's just profound about kindness and compassion. And she's such a great actress. And it is a little Tom Hanks in Castaway because it's mostly just her. Just her, yeah. So I don't get a ton of dialogue, but she can definitely carry a movie. But yeah, that, that movie was legit. I actually had a seminary professor years ago who made our class watch that movie. And he said, it does not matter how much theology you've memorized. If you don't love people well, it's just noise. Wow. That's powerful for <laughs> sure. We'll finish okay. off gratitude My with a drink. favorite ever. I, I love coffee. So I love iced mocha and hot mocha. And I always get my mocha with um, nonfat with whipped cream because I feel like they balance each other out and then it's almost keto. But my favorite refreshing drink is if you get a LaCroix and it can be any LaCroix, but it, it's better, I think, if it's citrusy. And you do LaCroix in a cup of ice with one little packet of wild strawberry crystal light because it has a little bit of caffeine in it. And then you do a whole lime, squeeze the juice of an entire lime. So it's LaCroix, wild strawberry crystal light, has a little bit of caffeine, so it's a little pick-me-up, and it's sparkly because the LaCroix. And then it has the lime in it. It's like my favorite drink in the history of time. Oh. It's not great <laughs> in the winter because it's a little more of a spring-summer drink, but I drink it pretty much every day. Okay, well, y'all go find Lisa and especially check out her new podcast because I think it's, especially if something like that has been, uh, is interesting to you, the whole theology thing, but you want to hear from someone that is going to, you know, give you those cookies on the lower <laughs> shelf. Like Lisa's our girl. She's got our back mm -hmm. for sure. So thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Amy, so much. Awesome. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 
tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.